Welcome to Tool Boys, a podcast about three dudes discussing the genius of the 90s sitcom Home Improvement. Join Andrew, Rich, and me, Steve, on our journey to the past as we relive all of the Tim Allen blunders. In addition to our email address, toolboyspodcast at gmail.com, we also have a new website, toolboyspodcast.com. So go there to check out our episode listing, bios, and to contact us. That's toolboyspodcast.com. As another bonus episode, the boys will be reviewing The Santa Claus 3. Everybody Welcome could say the dog pound. Ooh, ooh, ooh. All right, there it is. All right. That that's, that's the best we're going to get. <laughs> yeah, right. I counted down My so everyone could say it. Oh, yeah, trouble using that. My name is John. <laughs> <laughs> he, All right. <laughs> he, he looks rough in that. We'll talk about that. Steve, he did not look good. Steve really, Steve really likes that sound bit. So. You know what? We're, you know what? We're all happy for sure. him. Martin Short stole this movie. He, he kind of did. He steals we're, every movie. We are, ladies and gentlemen, we are doing another bonus episode of Tool Boys. It is the Santa Claus Three. This is a third in our trilogy. Trilogy, uh, trilogy of terror. I hope you'll stick with this. I will say, overall, I did not think it was as bad as I thought it was going to be. I, you know what I mean? It, no, go ahead, it was as bad as I thought it was going to be. See, yeah. I looked at the ratings, and it's actually on, like on Rotten Tomatoes and a couple other places. It's significantly worse than Santa Claus 2. However, I don't think it was that bad. It's just got it's just it's just kind of boring, and nothing really it was, happens. Yeah, it, that's a good way to say it. it's boring, and nothing happened. The whole movie has l- almost nothing to do with Christmas. Yes, that's the other thing. Actually, Santa Claus very 2 confusing. and 3, very, like, I I don't feel like this is a Christmas movie, even though, ironically, most of it takes place in the North Pole. I don't feel like it's a Christmas movie at all. No. Well, I mean, you know, sometimes the third movie. is a charm. You've got Return of the Jedi. You've got a lot of other third movies, Return of the King. But, you know, sometimes... Return uh, of the Claus. Son of a bitch! They call it Return of the Claus. There we go. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but other, you know, other no, times, I, I bet you what happened was they worked backwards. They're like, escape clause. All right, come with a movie now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, other times it's three strikes and you're out. Yeah. And I, this is it, man. This is the end of the uh, franchise? I really don't recall that. 
Judge Reinhold's I mean, the <laughs> If you think That's of it, it really game. flatlined his career for a couple years until he came back on that last man in the room or whatever. It is called Last Man Standing. You know what it's called. And don't disrespect him out like that. <laughs> last Man in the Room. That's why you reply to our tweet. Um, you know, it's interesting that you're so passionate about that show, Andrew. With uh, it's a show that admittedly has themes that apply to the uh, the right wing of this country. It's a shame that I'm not getting into it with you because it's not important. But okay, I I didn't watch the show. <laughs> I never actually <laughs> I've seen one episode, yeah, so I, I have no idea. Yeah, I watched it without volume. But until until about 15 years ago. Being a conservative right-wing person, I always say 25 years ago, didn't necessarily make you evil. I mean, you had a different opinion. Now it makes you evil. So that's that. We'll see where Tim Allen stands on that come next election. Yeah, I'm sure we will. He did a lot. I mean, he, after 1992, he did. The, he still had the Shaggy Dog. Oh, excuse me. A classic, classic movie. Two, excuse me. I, I meant 2002. He did Shaggy Dog. He did Wild Hogs. Mm-hmm. He He's did still in the Toy Story Trump. movies. I mean, Stone with Toy Story. He did a movie called Red Belt. Um, it's a martial arts film. I'm not, oh, I never God. saw it. I can't imagine it being very good. But mm. yeah, I, I I feel bad. He's he's mm. in it. That doesn't mean he's a main character. And and this this is Santa Claus Three. That's the definition. He is in this movie, but he's not in it. Like he yes. is the bare minimum. It's almost like he's doing community service for this movie. In fact, I would argue Martin Short. Is stole the show. He gave it his all. Like he had, I found myself actually chuckling at some of his lines. Like he had a monologue. He had like his his whole entrance was kind of funny. Like you know, I, I think he was. I heard his musical number was good too. North Pole, North Pole to the oh, New York, Jesus. New York. Jesus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, um. Is that the only movie that you that you happen to watch? No, I'm scrolling through some reviews, and that was the one thing that they said was good. Okay, this is and this what? is a, like if you heard oh, our, sure. if you heard our bonus episode on Santa Claus Two, we mentioned that that movie had multiple subplots going on, like lots of shit going on, and I I feel like this movie does too. Like it it deals with Santa Claus, Scott Calvin as Santa Claus impregnates his recent wife which we'll get do you into have that. to say it do you have to say it that way he he pops one in her which there we that go. whole that whole premise right he that means he conceives somewhere in the north pole and that there is an obgyn at an elf obgyn at the north pole so then i assume uh, the elves are, are are fucking each other then which bothers me a lot and and that also implies that there's there's like dr elves like it uh anyway so I'm getting some really bad it's... visuals right now that I can't talk about. Yes. I I agree. I Santa uh, Claus is a celibate. Like I don't need children coming from Santa Claus. Yeah. But so anyway. why is it called the Escape Clause? Is he trying to get out? Does he well, want to not that, be Santa? That's the another. Okay, so there's a there's a lot of clauses that. <laughs> None of the elves who are 600 years old tell Santa Claus. Yeah, I mean, Santa he Claus finds out kind of last minute. Santa Claus too late. He finds out about that clause, and now there's an escape clause that, he, that we find out about. That, and what uh, does that entail? Basically, what it means is there's this magic snow globe that every Santa has, 
And if he holds it and he says, I wish I was never Santa Claus, he magically goes back in time. So this is also a time traveling movie. Oh, uh, he goes back in that's time pretty ambitious of them. To when he first became Santa Claus and it reverses everything. So we actually get a little treat in the middle, like toward the middle of the movie. They intersplace Santa Claus one to, where he actually falls off the roof and um, Scott Calvin, you know, and young Charlie go and see him fall off the roof. They have that kind of overlay with the new Martin Short Santa Claus three. So we do get to see that, but he goes back in time like 12 years ago. Um, and then inevitably Martin Short, who plays Jack Frost, becomes Santa Claus. And he turns oh. the North Pole into a over-commercialized amusement park. Which I really liked. I actually thought it was a really smart idea. And it's funny because... <laughs> because he, stre- he streamlined the whole situation. Instead of yeah. going around the, the house to house, he's like, they just come to me now. Yeah, he's, he's green. green. He's, green. he's got merch. He's got songs. He's got... To get on the uh, the nice list, you just have to go up and you pay. You pretty much buy a ticket and get on the nice list. It's it just streamlined the whole thing. Pay to well, play. I like it. He's not. They made him a villain in the movie, but what he's doing isn't inherently evil. He was and, jealous. And, and it's funny because things. because you know this is a Disney movie, and Disney's whole claim to fame is amusement parks, is you know overcharging people for things, is entertainment, <laughs> right. and yet. Jack Frost in this movie is the same thing as he's a villain. And there's actually a shade of difference between him and the Tim Allen Santa Claus because both of them very much believe in materialism equals happiness. Right? That's yes, the whole right. idea is if you give people presents and makes them happy. And Jack Frost is kind of doing the same. He's giving them entertainment on top of that. Uh, but he's, he's uh, the, the villain in this movie. Well, so yeah, what was back, he oh, yeah, Rich, let me tell you. Well, Rich, that's what I feel like because you, you have. I noticed that he had. I noticed he had pointy ears. Don't what was stop, he shut up. You're going to ruin the ending. We haven't even got there. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Was he uh, an elf? Damn it. The whole time? The Scranton spoiler strikes wait, again. Wait, but the elf <laughs> actually can grow up? How come, he's, how come he's the only adult elf? Shut up. Who, Jack Frost? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So apparently. My the, name the, is Oh, damn. In the beginning of the movie, they have another one of those council of shit. Now I forget what's called council, it's a council of, of magical creatures or whatever. Magical creatures, and they uh, Mother Nature finds a big cardboard cutout of Jack Frost saying it's Frostmas or something. He's got his play on Christmas, and kind of like, oh, uh, you know, he, he shouldn't be doing that. He can't do that. Boom! All of a sudden, Jack Frost shows up at the meeting. It's strange because he's never came to any other meetings. No. But no, they've had plenty of meetings. No. Yeah. And he's like, kind of like, oh, what's the big deal? They, they, oh, they, I'm, oh, I'm so he, not sure about this now. <laughs> they charge him with, a, with uh, an actual crime. And it's like an encroachment of someone else's holidays. Let me see here. So I, I have my, my notes. So, I can't read. So there, there is, very quickly. We, we glean that Jack Frost is kind of a troublemaker. We learn when he's invited to this council meeting, one of the reasons he's not invited or like they want to vote him out is because he is uh, he froze the volcano and he basically is freezing things that aren't supposed to be frozen throughout the world. I actually wrote down that I think Jack Frost can be a metaphor for climate change because, <laughs> because later in the movie. Wrote that down. 
of hating Red Dead Development. I need to go back and analyze. Um, so, <clears throat> I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like this council of magical creatures or whatever the hell they are, they don't really value free speech. Now, they, they don't like him encroaching on... So what they say to him, they literally say to him, you're a season. You're not a holiday. So he has, he has different. I agree. He has, yeah, he has, so he has different rights. That sounds kind of, that sounds kind of racist. He has a different responsibility. He's not bored, but he can't encroach on Santa's Christmas right. by saying, so they're pretty much going to char- put him in, I don't know, magic jail, but he goes, <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> they give him pretty much community service. He has to work with Santa for the holidays. And that's the oh, setup. I see. Set up in the movie. So that's... Santa's not happy because he's got a pregnant wife whose in-laws now want to visit, and that's that's here's we're setting up three different storylines that are gonna not interconnect, barely interconnect, but just <laughs> run parallel, like some sort of split to the painful ending. They just barely interconnect. Like yeah, it just touches. They, they touches. said like, okay, guys, we got escape clause, now let's just work backward from there. Wait, I'm... so he's not an elf? He's a season? Yes, he's I'm a season. Just, I'm and there's there is one scene where all right, here we go. <laughs> Strap in. There's one scene where uh Scott Calvin's wife, Mrs. Claus's in-laws are well the the, the mother-in-law is singing Jack Frost nipping at your nose to Jack Frost, and Jack Frost keeps making her repeat that line as if he's getting off on it. Like, yeah, I like that. He he's like flirting with his mother-in-law at one point, and it, it really doesn't. I, have I mean, isn't every isn't that everybody's fantasy? It has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. It's such a strange scene. <laughs> it doesn't. They don't talk. I don't think they even speak to each other the rest of the movie. She, he just, ugh, I hate him so. So why do you freeze Judge Reinhold? So Mark Short's character is pretending to help Santa by being like a second in command. Then he goes around telling all the elves that he's made them some sort of fancy hot chocolate. And hot chocolate is, is a metaphor for, you know, booze or cocaine, so yeah, drugs. Because they all need it. And they're all like, like you know, looking at him. He's got, he talks about the recipes to them, and it's like, oh, it has a hint of this and a hint of that, and it's perfect, and imported chocolate. So they all leave their stations where he goes and blows his frosty breath on the inner workings because he's got crazy powerful like superman powers that and sounds just kind of sexual it's very sexual and he starts breaking everybody's station so mm. when they get back they go, oh my god and there's there's the i don't know just chaos ensues so is his grand plan like sabotage yes he's starting to sabotage so that so that scott calvin doesn't want to be santa claus anymore so that he can take over being santa claus However, this mm. whole sabotage of the North Pole doesn't work because even though he's caused all this chaos, Scott Calvin steps in, fixes everything because he's Santa, and admits, like, you know, that's not a problem. You know, having family problems, now that's a problem. So then he goes after Scott Calvin's family um, and kind of ruins that dynamic, which wasn't even really, uh, oh my God, it's not necessary. Anyway, not sir. He he tricks uh, Scott Calvin Santa Claus into holding his snow globe 
and wishing himself out of the Santa Claus position. You have to explain the snow globes because it is very. Is, wait, is it is this the same snow globe from the first one that Charlie no. had? No. no what? They tried to that tie wouldn't it make back, sense. It would have tied it all back together. But and also, uh, who's Lucy? Is she like the daughter? His stepdaughter. Of Okay. Yeah, I gathered that. That, that that's the part I came in when she like hugged Martin Short and he got aroused and thought ruin the end. Ruin the end. Yeah, but we'll actually we'll just talk about that right now. That's where I wrote down. That's where I wrote down. That's that's where that's where Jack Frost work. thawed out from his magical hug, pedophile hug. Um, but that's where I wrote down that he's a euphemism for climate change because that implies there's no more like Jack Frost. He's warm now. I mean, so there's like, no there's, winter. There's no winter. Yeah, and it's and it's the children's fault. Yes. Well, yeah, it's a okay. way to explain climate change to children, I guess. You know. I could get on board with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, boomer. Some little some some little girl named Lucy uh, ruined it. Yeah. Ah, oh, kids always ruining things. Anyway, okay. Well, interesting. Well, We've jumped around, but honestly, this probably makes much better sense than the actual movie. Because what, what I think they what I think they were going for here, so like the next logical progression in Santa Claus's life is like you know he got married, now he has to have a baby. Death. Oh, and, oh. And, and, and yeah, well, that's where they start. I don't think he can die. Uh, yeah. Not unless he falls off a roof. Yeah, yeah that's true. Um, that's true. And then, and then Jack Frost comes in and you know tries to usurp the throne, and he he does he's successful at it because he travels back in time, he takes the coat from the fallen Santa, and uh, turns the North Pole into a theme park. And then we see what Scott Calvin's life was without the Santa Claus. So now he's this like businessman who doesn't care about his family. His whole family's ripped apart. And so he goes to fix it, and he then tricks Martin Short into wishing he was never Santa. All right, this so. move, this whole thing moves so quick too. It goes from Martin Short tricking him, going back. Martin Short's Jack Frost character putting on the coat. So bam, now he's Santa. So he goes, oh, man, I can't even get into it. So <laughs> Calvin goes back. He literally comes to in like a bathroom at his office. He's in some high rise in New York. I assume New York. I don't know where he is talking to his coworker. Who's telling talking to him about a shipment set, et cetera. He's going, but it's Christmas Eve. Why are we working? We should be with our families. Where's my family. And his coworker looks at him and goes, well, you don't really talk about them or I don't know. You know, like, Oh, you, but you're Scott Calvin. He rushes to he's oh, this is so confusing. He gets in a Lamborghini. He's in a very expensive car. Rushes to his his house, but it's his ex-wife. His son looks at him and is like, who the, who the fuck are you? I don't give a shit. Blows past him to go hang out with his friends on Christmas Eve. He's sitting there going, you know, where's Neil? Where's Neil? Neil divorced her. So all this crazy shit happens, and he has no memory of it. It, it, if, oh, it doesn't make any sense. No. My life doesn't sound so bad. It doesn't, and it's weird that there's a time continuum. That yes. when you put on the Santa suit, you get transported to a different parallel. It's almost what like the universes fuck? are collapsed on each other, like the Dark Tower. 
There's multiple <laughs> universes happening at the Multi- same time. The multiverse. So in this yeah. universe, but it's it's strange because even though Tim Allen's character, Scott Calvin, put it on, he transported himself to be the Santa, it's almost like it's split where Tim Allen never put it on and kept living? Or did the universe create a scenario at that moment and spontaneously start <laughs> a new universe? I can do this for hours. Oh, yeah. I can do well, this for I'll hours. tell you what, I am glad he put on that suit. I am too. No, that's not true. I did say I like what uh, Jack Frost did with the North Pole. <laughs> that's, that's how he gets there. So he's arguing with his ex-wife, going, where where is Neil and his daughter? And she goes, at the North Pole. And he goes, ha I knew it. And then she throws that in front of him. No, like the North Pole, like they do every year. And it's the North Pole Resort. Yes. So he gets so on a plane. He's, he has a, he has a debit plane. He has a credit card. He has and, all the money, apparently. He's he fine. has a, a private plan? No, 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 no. It's a plane for this resort. And so on the oh. side, it's like a commercial jet. But on the side, it's like Santa on his stomach. Like, it's like <laughs> on the side of the plane, you see like So Santa, is Jack like, Frost fat when he's Santa? No, nah, he's a little chubby. He's yeah. chubbier. He's not Jiminy Glick chubby, but he's chubbier. He's like cool Santa because he's got his hair all like, you know, puffed up and slipped back. Spiky? And stuff. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> interesting but, okay all right yeah um, so how do they travel back in time is it like an avengers endgame scenario this, do they have it's like a suit snowball. that's where avengers endgame got the idea from this movie uh, it, yeah, disney disney universe one universe that one universe theoretically mm. then scott calvin exists in the in the marvel avengers universe i can see it yeah me too yep. i like it so um, the creatures or whatever, did they recast anybody from two or did they have all the same actors come back? All the same all actors. Same, except for Bernard. Bernard is not in this. Not oh, even he seen. got out. Not yeah. even seen? Don't know what happened to him? I think Curtis, well, the one elf went through puberty a little bit. He's got a deeper voice. When Charlie, did this one come out? Three? <clears throat> like I think two years after the second one, because I actually looked it up because a lot of the actors didn't seem like they aged all that much. No. Um, and then, uh, Char- but Charlie's actually not in this a lot. I think he's in it <clears throat> like the beginning scenes and then toward the end, but he's really not in this. So I don't know what's going on mm-hmm. there. Um, I see. They showcase Lucy more. Neil and Lara are, are again these like weird characters where they just sort of go along for the ride. So um, why did they get frozen? Because they were threatening to oh, I forget. I think they were threatening to uh, expose Jack Frost's plan. Mm. Yeah, they run it the little girl gets the snow globe. It's so complicated. Okay, so I'm there's like, we're, we're we're told that they, that so so every Santa has this special snow globe, and they're kept in this special room. It's like this trap door, you know, type room where you have to enter a secret code at the Red Deer vending machine. The play on Red Bull. It's like their energy drink. Um, mm, ve- code, very creative. A sequence of code that you press on this vending machine, and then you're transported into the snow globe room, and that's sort of where all. I guess where Santa derives all his power. I don't know. But um, as long as Santa's in possession of the snow globe, 
he can wish himself out of being the Santa Claus, which if if that was true in the first be- first movie, then Scott Calvin initially probably would have you know wished himself out right away. There's right. no reason for him to be the Santa Claus initially. Right. He could just uh, come back in time and save and save the Santa Claus from falling off the roof. I, I see a picture of uh, Martin Short as Santa. He does look like cool Santa. Mm-hmm. Start spreading the news by Jed or by Slay. You want to be a part of it. North Pole, they, North Pole. They, they <laughs> you really, snooze or you lose. They really want to know out on that. You're North at Pole the song. very yeah. heart of it, North Pole. <laughs> he, he goes uh, on. He has a, a, a whole from start to finish song. The whole oh, time yeah. Scott, Scott whole Calvin dance. as he's trying to get his snow globe, snow globe or get Martin Short's snow globe, he's taunting police. There's two police officers of the whole North Pole, and they hang out. Um, so he's now, taunting police. Uh, apparently, so yeah, so this is after the back in time 12 years later, Martin Short's you know, North Pole amusement park. His whole plan is to get Martin Short's snow globe from the snow globe room. So he tells Lucy he needs to go and punch this code into the Red Deer vending machine. But I find it surprising that Martin Short wouldn't like change the code. Like it's like changing a password or like a combination to a lock. I mean, it can't be the same one every single you know time. Like that that's Martin Short's fault that he didn't change the damn code to his own snow globe room. Like he knows, think he, would he, he knows Scott Calvin. He's expecting Scott Calvin to come back after 12 years because he says, like, has it been has it really been 12 years already? So how long, like how much percentage of the movie is it just regular Tim Allen versus Santa Tim Allen? No, here's no, none of it. And that's what bugged me. Well, Tim, Tim Allen didn't make any Tim Allen jokes the whole movie. The only. Not the only time he's yeah, the only time he's not fat Santa is when he goes back in time and he's like this businessman that never put on the suit. Mm. It's kind of like the opposite of Santa Claus too in a way because most of the time is spent as Santa. And again, it's in the North Pole. There's only like two scenes that aren't in the North Pole, and yet this movie does not feel like a Christmas movie. No, it's just just a place on the map. It's a weird little town with weird little people. With with the, with a gynecologist. Uh, with a gynecologist. <laughs> Who? Wait, who's a gynecologist? I, I, some elf. And, we see uh, there's an have, elf have, gyne- uh, gynecologist. What there's the a hell? doctor. There's a well, fire squad. Yes. When there's a fire, they come in with backpacks full of looks like some sort of purple or blue icing. They spray down the and they're wearing red vinyl outfits like some sort of leather daddy weird sex uh-huh. stuff. I, I hated it. I hated it. So um, what about um I know in the second one you said like there was less Christmas tunes in it. What's a Christmas tune like in this one? Any? And North I don't Pole, remember. North Pole I, doesn't count. I don't I don't remember I don't remember exactly <laughs> how many I mean I don't remember it being a lot. Um don't know. We haven't even talked about the in laws. So so Yeah, let's talk about that. So there's this other thing where Scott's freaking out. Like his whole thing is that he's got a lot of pressure this time of year. Um, so he's kind of distracted, and that's where Martin Short's taking advantage. 
but his wife is pregnant and her parents have never seen her since she ran off and got married. So he's like, okay, well, we'll bring your parents up to the North Pole, but they can't know that they're at the North Pole because of the secret of Santa. So uh, we're going to pretend that this is Canada. So there's this whole bit, like, for, like, 10 minutes about how they're transforming the North Pole into Canada. So there's, like, there's like signs that say, like, you know, Canadian Christmas trees because you're in Canada, which is where you are now. And then, like, there's Canadian flags everywhere. Uh, and so they – so Scott goes down to get the in-laws. The salmon puts them to sleep. And then when they wake up, they're in the North Pole. They don't think they're in the North Pole. And the in-laws are kind of pissed at Scott Calvin because of withholding their daughter from him from them. And they're like, you know, you work too much. You're, you're a workaholic. So he's being shamed for working on Christmas, even though he's Santa Claus. And ugh, it's just, there's so much going on in this movie. So why can't they know, but his family is able to know? I don't get that. I, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, it's a good question how her parents are are totally fine with standing in their living room one second, then waking up in another <laughs> country another second, and just going, oh, wow, well, we slept that whole time? <laughs> like, who got us in the car? Who got us on the plane? How long was it? But actually, it was weird, too. Now I'm remembering they had memories. They started mm-hmm. bickering about what happened on the plane. So I'm mm-hmm. assuming that the Sandman also can implant memories in you. Yeah. That's and for. So. I, I don't know why, but I, I wrote down, I don't know where I was going to go with it. It says Fantasyland Bill Cosby. I, <laughs> Fantasy, I uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just says that on my notes. Fantasyland Bill Cosby. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's um, just saying, uh, it's just unfortunate right now. Uh, yeah. Uh, ugh. Um, ugh. Um, so one thing I wrote down. So we've got the, uh, what is it, the, the magical creatures, like the Committee of Magical Creatures, right? Which includes yes. Mother Nature, among yes. other, other figures. Isn't Winter, a.k.a. Jack Frost, a subset of Mother Nature? Yeah, yeah, I would yeah. say so. Like, doesn't Mother Nature control Jack Frost? Or at the very least, he'd be her child. Or something, right? Yeah, yeah. I, thing. Hmm. Like, and then where, where's summer? Yeah, also, where's every other season? Also, <laughs> it's not cold. Like on Christmas, it's not cold in the entire world. It's only cold certain places of the globe on Christmas. Right. Uh, doesn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, a lot of quite a maybe. Few I don't know. I don't know why they made this. Mo- I don't know why they made this movie. I <laughs> think they could have made two, or people will see it. Well, I see the grandpa or the father-in-law is played by the grandpa from Little Miss Sunshine. He's good. Oh, it's, How was uh, he? He's great. He's hilarious. He was a cl- he's a classic uh, grandfather. Yeah, he's yeah. Mister. It's Mister. Fix it when he's at the North Pole, which he thinks is Canada. He thinks he's at Scott Calvin's toy factory or company, and he's just fixing stuff and he's putting out fires and he's just kind of telling people. Like, oh no, I got this, I got that. He's just grandpa. And he doesn't okay. like Scott. Does not like Scott Calvin. We'll say no. that. And actually, they they are building like an infirmary for when Mrs. Claus eventually has her baby, and he does not approve uh, because it's basically in a closet. 
<laughs> and the elf, or yeah, the elf is the OBGYN. He's like, what the hell? There's a child looking at my daughter. Yeah. He know he's the only he's probably the smartest guy in the whole group. <laughs> but he still you know, goes along it, with this facade. It it cost uh twelve million dollars to make the Santa Claus three. What are the other ones? Um well that money could have went through so much. I you know what? You know, I like I prefer call me old fashioned boys, but Santa Claus one, the reason I think it's so I want to say not magical, it's kind of corny, but magical, sure, is because we don't see a lot of the North Pole. And yeah. a lot of it takes yeah. place in like fake Chicago and in, you know, just regular people's houses. It's a lot more relatable. And there's sort of the magic of Christmas where you don't quite know and you don't really need to explain everything. Whereas two and three, they go into a lot of detail about like the the technology of Santa and then they spend the entire time at the North Pole. Yeah, it, it kind of it does. It ruins the the childness wonder. Yeah. Overexposure to it. And yeah. to answer it your question, a tangible place. Yes. Right, exactly. Well, to answer your question though with the other two movies. So yeah. this is a big surprise. So again, the Santa Claus 3 was 12 million budget. The first one, twenty-two million. Oh, so a bigger budget. The second one, sixty-five million dollars. Jesus Christ! It was that toy. It was the toy Santa. Toy Santa. <laughs> yeah. Toy Santa was ninety-five percent of that. That plastic, plastic <laughs> mask they put on. Um, as usual, the reindeer sound awful. They're. Oh, they're farting. They're fa- there's flatulence. There's lots of it. They're farting. They uh they sound like the Chewbacca. Like Chewbacca. Okay, and they're not in it much. No. Um, very very budget. brief. The CGI was equally as bad as the other two. Did not improve on did that. They ma- did they make any reference at all to Toy Santa in it? No. That, that's that never thing. happened. Yeah. I like it never happened. Thing. It's just a race. The uh, North Pole was almost taken over by a robot. Yeah, and that was almost even... taken over, and it was taken over by Jack Frost. <laughs> the the crown wears heavy. That's not that's not the same. <laughs> that's, that's I know what you mean. <laughs> hey, it works. My name is Jack. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I um, about it, I said it was just so boring, and I didn't even with the Santa Claus too. Such silly, kind of bullshitty stuff was happening with the toy yeah, Santa. It's a thing. It was still Tim jokes. You're still laughing. It wasn't good, but you're laughing. This wasn't funny. Like, I'm like, I'm, well, yeah, I, I giggled when Neil was doing yoga for the elves. There's a scene well, where Judge, Neil Judge Reinhold for life. And his face is so plastic at this point. Judge Reinhold, his expression doesn't change. He, he looks didn't like have a, a lot of work. Yeah, done. melt the jack o' lantern. Yeah, he can't. Yeah, smile. It it's looks a, like he's almost stoned, and he's teaching. It's a shame. He's teaching the elves yoga and how to relax. Although there is this, there is again, there's this element of, of kind of making fun of his, his, worldview and like profession because, at one point he's like, let's take a feelings inventory, and then Scott Calvin kind of raises an eyebrow like, what the fuck? Like, you really <laughs> want me to do this shit? 
but it's, like, not the 80s, it's not the 80s anymore. Most people are in therapy. I, I don't – it's not – that story – excuse me, that um, that comedy, like the mm-hmm. you're a shrink, don't don't analyze me, mm-hmm. is so gone at this point. No, yeah. people, people understand what psychiatry is. It's not yeah. a joke anymore. It's a real science. It's not yeah. like chiropractors. You know, they did the same <laughs> with chiropractors mm-hmm. and DNA research scientists and stuff like that. So I don't <laughs> think – Interesting. <laughs> Jeez, I don't know. I and I don't know what you do for a living. I have an idea. <laughs> I just uh, I make I, I do CRISPR babies. Uh, oh, CRISPR babies. Yeah. Do you? Does that involve like what? Don't you do something with the vaginas? I used to. Oh, sorry. Uh, anyway, <laughs> moving on. All that is so taken out of context that anyone who, uh, who doesn't know us that listen to this. <laughs> you know, Richard Carr knows this. What? Wait, Richard what? Richard Carr knows this. Oh, Which, yes, he does. Yeah, that's true. And now I'm switching yeah. jobs to work um, at a commissary kitchen that does mostly baking. So I'm moving from being a butcher to a baker at this Damn, point. Damn, I'm going to have to update the website. I know. Yeah, you gotta leave it. And I gotta leave it. I gotta get Richard Carr to give us another video where he says baker. Because he actually does. He says candlestick maker and baker. Yeah, he 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 wanted it to go. Well, here you go, Richard Carr. Here's your chance. He he also says tire sailing, so I don't know how much (laughs) weight he can put in what he says. <laughs> that's that's Steve's reaction to uncomfortable situations. All right. I don't well. have any other things in my notes here because so I I have something ha- because I haven't watched it. I'm curious from each of you. What are your standout moments? Like, what if you had to pick a favorite scene or moment in the movie? What would it What would it be? I wrote down minute eleven and twelve. There's a funny monologue, but I don't know what it is, so I have to look at that. Probably the flirting, the Jack Frost flirting with the the mom and getting yeah. off. On. How yeah. far does he get? He gets her to say the Jack Frost nipping at your nose multiple times after he compliments her hair and it assumes she has a beautiful singing voice. And then there's, I mean, there's a little bit with the father-in-law and mother nature. Like he's like leaning on her shoulder. Yeah. For no reason. They just accept it all at the end. They just accept it. That that's easy. They come clean. I'm Santa. This that's mother nature. That's a tooth fairy. We're all magical. And Alan Arda and his wife are, and they just go, okay, so Mm, be it. I think there's a lesson that we did, we could all take from that acceptance. I didn't get that at all. I <laughs> not for me. My my lesson is that climate change is caused by a little redheaded girl. Redheads are evil. Oh wait, that girl I went I'm I've been seeing a couple times as a red. Hopefully she doesn't listen to this episode. I hope she does. I hope her and her <laughs> high school her high school friends all listen. <laughs> God damn it! So, can we, can we, can uh, we, Steve, can we isolate that audio from Andrew? <laughs> so you, you isolate enough. 
Can I get know? that as a <laughs> Andrew's Andrew never updates his jokes. <laughs> they're still I, they're still hitting they're still hitting. When they stop hitting, they use new ones. <laughs> Uh, God. Uh, so I'm Steve. I'm Andrew. I'm Rich. This is Tool Boys. Thanks for uh, tuning in. See you later. And that's it. Our theme music today is the Home Improvement Remix by Lemon Demon. Don't forget to check out our new website, toolboyspodcast.com. That's T O O L B O Y S. P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. See you next time. I hope she does. I hope her and her <laughs> high school her high school friends all listen. <laughs>